Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. A bush beer can empty. Slap that baby on the back rack like that. It'll sound like a motor. And you'll have all the women everywhere wanting a piece of you, baby. Until the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network, it's Monday, July 5th. Happy 5th, everyone. I'm J.E. Skeets, rolling with the homie, Tass Mellis. What's up, everybody? What's up, Tass? Got my top shot hot boy up there, Trey Kirby. Hey-yo! Hey-yo! The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. (laughs) And finally, the man making the magic happen, J.D. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team here this morning joining us live on YouTube. Take a quick second, everybody. Smash that like button on the video. And if you haven't, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Keep sending in your questions and your comments for the next Beach Steppin' Podcast. Email them in, nodunksattheathletic.com. Best way to get them in. And finally, go grab your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. We got the No Dunks NBA Finals collection up. Yes, Milwaukee Bucks fans can get their No Dunks version of their logo there. Got the horns. And then, of course, we showed you this last week. The Suns, the Photoshop boys, meet the Valley boys. So go grab those over at nodunks.com. How's everybody doing this morning? Everybody have a good weekend? Uh, Lee, you're still in New York, uh, riding yeah. subways and looking at Lego and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The boys uh, really combined um, risky business with movie big at FAO Schwartz on Saturday afternoon as well. Interesting. They were sliding up and down in their socks on the piano like oh. uh, like, like Tom Cruise and then doing the, uh, you know, that little piano tune on uh, from big there so uh that was a lot of fun <laughs> and, uh, and then uh and then i took in uh took in the baseball yesterday yankees mets big subway series rivals there sure, uh, sure. out at yankee stadium standing room only the only way to watch USA, sport these days USA, <laughs> yeah. USA, oh, baseball on the fourth of july there was three things that were chanted yesterday one was you Mets, one was <laughs> fuck you Yankees, and the other one was USA, USA, <laughs> just nonstop. I was like, can we mix it up a little bit up here, please? Come on. Did uh, <laughs> did Judge uh, sock a dinger for you? No, unfortunately, no. Judge he couldn't sock a dinger. I think he. Uh, you he Judge. Did- yeah. <laughs> all rise. Yeah, I think he. Uh, I think he got on base. I think that was all he got. He Ooh. sort of, uh, sort of uh, just lobbed one into sort of empty, uh, empty field there, whatever you call that, and got on to first. But uh, I was down yeah, there. That's was a blooper. That's what they say. A blooper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. big baseball yeah. guy over here. I was, uh, <laughs> I was, uh, I had the camera ready. I was like, man, if Judgey socks a dinger, this is going to be great. Because the other thing is I'd love to do, you know, I've probably been, I don't know, 50 baseball games in my life, probably more, never caught a foul ball, never caught a ball in the right, outfield. Right. Love to have caught one, uh, you know, deep in the bleachers at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. But uh, Tassie, I, I was thinking of you yesterday, man. <sighs> this game, 
was going okay. It was moving along okay. Fourth inning. Oh, my God. Move the ball along, please. The Yankees, Garrett, Garrett Cole, I think his name is, the pitcher, gave up three runs, right? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Three runs in the inning. Out of the pen. Yeah. Well, just a, no. So, so what happened was, what happened was, you know, the coach comes out and the sort of uh, the, the infield players come yeah, around. Yeah, let's the talk about like, it. Hey, stop giving <laughs> up runs. Yeah, exactly. Well, I thought. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Too many hands, Garrett. You know, usually the manager puts his hand out and he has to put the ball in and he's off. But he didn't do that. He must have sort of said, "All right, just you know, keep calm, compose yourself." So he goes back to the mound. You know, everyone goes back to their positions. The, yeah. the ref or the umpire does that little, like, come on, guys, break it up. So he goes back to the mound, right? And the, the innings has already been going for, like, half an hour at this point. And where I was standing, I could sort of – there was a TV screen as well, so I could see everything. So then the catcher looks at the manager, and he comes back, and he does the little, you know, little finger thing like this. And Garrett uh-huh. Cole's like – he does it again. I'm, like, I'm just – Throw the fucking ball, man. We've been here for like 45 minutes. Just throw it. You're going to get pulled off here anyway. What are you doing? Like... Uh, standing room oh. only tickets to a baseball yeah. game hits a little differently maybe than uh, yeah. standing room only tickets to another sport hey, it's not bad though because if you if you want to be behind the mount or behind the, the plate there you can do that or if you want to be out in the uh, cheap seats it's uh, it's also great so it's good it's, I, I think it's a great way to watch a game so how long this game go you think oh. it's not the fastest of the four major sports I think oh my god no look I, so the game started at 2 o'clock it was a double header yesterday because it got rained out on Friday so oh, it started boy. at 2 o'clock I had like a party to get to in Brooklyn at like uh, 5.30 or 6 o'clock. I'm like, 2 o'clock, I should be done by 4, 4.30. Maybe I slip out after the 8th. If it, yeah, that's it's like 4.30 we're wow. in the 5th. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, come on. Move it along. We've got another game to play here today. So uh, <laughs> anyway, the Yankees blew the save. The, the guy, I can't remember his name. Uh, fans don't like him. He blew the save. They lose that, but then they won the second one last night. I will say, impressive stadium, Yankee Stadium. Yeah. A little difficult to get any vegetarian options. I'll say that much. There's not a lot for the. Uh, <laughs> there's for the not a lot of vegetarian options. There. <laughs> it was. That's it. It was. Oh, oh, I should have taken. I can't believe I didn't take a photo of the popcorn. You should see the bucket of popcorn that they give out there. It's just gigantic. So I ended up having to eat French fries there because that was the only thing I. Could no! Eat. <laughs> You're crazy, man. I know, You're man. insane. Oh, man. I'm just like, it's wings, it's burgers, it's dogs, you know, and I'm just like, It's yeah. the 4th of July, too. Oh, I know. Hey, you go to a baseball oh, game on the 4th of July, a man's got to have a dog. It was a real... You know what I will say, though? I think baseball brings fans together because even though there was chanting there was no fighting in the crowd everyone was having a great time I was talking to people I was asking people to take photos for me yeah you got it man oh my god this is supposed to be an NBA finals preview and predictions podcast but uh, let's do another 20 on Lee in New York I like it yeah yeah let's have one more question you said that baseball brings people together you you Mm. wanted popcorn but it was too big do you ever think about being in that lineup and saying to somebody hey Hey, you want to split that bucket? I mean, you don't need that much popcorn. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to this couple actually, and I thought maybe this is the angle here because there's three of us, and I said maybe we can split this because uh, they were talking about buying a t-shirt, and this guy was like, "Do you think my wife will think I look? Do you think my wife will think I look thinner in this?" <laughs> <laughs> we were having a great old time. Oh man, it was. Uh, so did you go solo? Like, yeah, I just went solo. Yeah, yeah, because standing room tickets were forty this bucks. Guy. The cheapest seat, 
$440. So uh, yeah. I wanted standing room anyway. I was prepared to pay for a seat, but I was like, $440? Yeah, Come, on. Come on. So who oh. took that uh, that staged photo of you? With your, with no, your... that's, that's what I'm saying. That's my man. That's my, uh, that's my uh, friend. Hi, buddy, he said when he left. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> buddy. Have you uh, heard one single I'm walking here yet? Since we've been no, no, I, I, oh, no, damn I it. it. Well, then no, you've got to do no, it. No, oh. no, but... Uh, yeah, good fun. Good, good fun at the <laughs> ball game. Right. Yeah, July the 4th, Yankees-Mets. You know, tick that one off the bucket list for sure. Okay. Just, uh, I know they've made some improvements in the game speed in the last few years. I think there's a few more they could work on, but, uh, you know. All right. Uh, well, let's start moving along this podcast here, too. Uh, it's like 10 minutes in. We haven't even started talking about the NBA Finals because we got our matchup. So let's break it down. Let's make our predictions, all that good stuff. Uh, let's hear from the stream team too. You know, who do you like bucks or Suns? how many games, but this finals matchup, I mean, it's, we, we've got two of the longest suffering franchises in the league when it comes to titles, at least Suns have never won one. They've been around a long time and the bucks only championship back in 1971. So a real long time ago, but keys to the series tasks. Um, let, let's jump right into it. What, what do you got your eye on or what's the big storyline for this uh, NBA finals matchup that tips on Tuesday night, they moved it up. Uh, a little shocking. I was very happy to see that. It was going to be originally scheduled for Thursday, but it's up to Tuesday now. But what are you watching? Well, it starts with Yanis Tetacumpo from the Bucks side. You know, We can get into all the keys, but if the Bucks don't have Yanis, then they're not winning their first title in 40 years. I, mean, I think that is clear. Uh, so when is he coming back? And when should he come back? Because uh, Yahoo Sports' Chris Haynes reported on Friday that there was a belief Air quotes, belief Yanis would uh, have cleared to play in Game 7 had the Hawks won Game 6. So now they get extra days rest. And there's some people out there thinking, you know, they did move the finals up. Maybe you save him for Games 3 and 4 at home where you're more likely to win. Give him some extra rest that he was expecting. Uh, But I think that's a little bonkers. Mm -hmm. I think you get him back as soon as possible. And Game 7 would have been the day we're recording here today, a day before the finals. So uh, I think you get him in in game one get him comfy uh because it it takes a game or two to get the guys comfy again with Yanis I know that he's their centerpiece but just look what happened with Trey Young there in game six it takes a little bit and so play around him Uh, I think that 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 period where you're you're getting a little bit more acclimated again back to Giannis being your centerpiece is it's more important to do that in games one and games two and then be good for games three and games four I I don't think you you wait just get him back Uh, and the, uh, the fact is we saw what the Bucks did there in Games 5 and Game 6 without him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the injury has brought those dudes together. They absolutely stepped up. It's, it's a little bit of you know, a Cinderella story. It's a good story. Uh, those guys stepped up, mainly Drew Holiday, but also Brooke Lopez and, and Bobby Porter. So if you bring him back now when he's not 100%, maybe Drew Holiday still feels that flow. He still feels that same way where Yanis isn't sucking up all the possessions if he isn't 100%. And so maybe Holiday can learn to step up, be that aggressive dude uh, that we saw in Game 5 and Game 6. Because if Holiday, Brooke, and Bobby... I'll play that way, you know, along with Chris Middleton. With Giannis in the lineup, then the title is absolutely theirs. Uh, mm-hmm. So we can, we, we can get it. Let's, let's get into the actual, you know, break it down, matchups type thing. But it starts with Giannis, and I think, get him in there. Get him in there tomorrow, game one. I think you've got to if he's, you know, somewhat healthy. Don't just wait. Make mm-hmm. sure he's extremely healthy. It's, I think that would be a, a mistake because then, you know, you can give up those games in the middle of the series. Well, let's get into a, a particular matchup. Lee, what do you got your eye on? 
Well, I think the Milwaukee Bucks have to win the big man matchup between Brook Lopez and DeAndre Ayton. I, I think you've got sort of young legs in DeAndre Ayton versus the older, bigger, uh, stronger Brook Lopez. And, and look, Brook Lopez has been very good at times throughout these playoffs uh, for Milwaukee. He's been a good player for most of the time he's been there. He has the ability to spread the floor. We know he can shoot that three-pointer. And he can also go inside and kind of be a, a bit of a bully there. So this is going to be a bit of an old-fashioned sort of matchup. Two big, legit centers out there playing against each other but DeAndre Ayton has been so good for the Phoenix Suns these entire playoffs so Brooks going to have his hands full at the other end but I just wonder if Budenholzer just tries to maybe get DeAndre Ayton into foul trouble at some point get him off the floor if he can because the backup uh, centers for Phoenix are so much less intimidating in uh, Dario Saric and potentially Frank Kaminsky and I just think that what you again, don't think that push that Frank Kaminsky gave to Patrick <laughs> Beverly was intimidating <laughs> nice little shoulder rub I, ju- I just feel that um, um, you know, again, without Giannis for, you know, how, however long he's out, uh, the Bucks don't have many advantages. But this is one that's potentially in their favor just because, uh, you know, when Brook Lopez makes his presence felt, he can be a very effective player. So he's got to, he's got to stop DeAndre Ayton. I think if DeAndre Ayton gets into that pick and roll game, that's bad for the Milwaukee Bucks. I think if you're Lopez, you can sort of hang back a little bit and maybe give up at least that mid-range oh, floater game. You'd be giving up a lot of jumpers from Chris well, Paul and Devin Booker in pick and roll situations. No, but I mean, I mean, uh, in terms of Aiton, I'm saying like if you you don't want to get Aiton sort of rolling to the rim too much, um, you have to give up one of those things. I mean, if you're going to give up uh, anything to him, now obviously in in Aiton and uh, in uh, Paul and Booker, yes, you need to go up there and contest. But if that leaves Aiton alone at the at the rim then that's also bad for Milwaukee. So they don't have a lot of advantages, but I, I, I just sort of think that Brook, as we saw at times against the Hawks, you know, he's a handful down low. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Capella and Gallinari and John Collins struggled to really sort of contain him. So I think that's where uh, Milwaukee has potentially a chance to uh, to win that matchup. But but if Aiton, if Aiton destroys Brook Lopez in this series, then I think it's going to be um, it's going to be over very quickly for, for Milwaukee because I think uh, they've got so many other uh, options. But I think that uh, that's where Lopez has to really stand tall and be great. So mm-hmm. uh, he can be. And again, if he's spreading the floor, if he's hitting those threes, pulling eight and away from the basket, that is good for Milwaukee, for the Bucks. So that's what he needs to do. He needs to be on his game from the start. Battle of the bigs there. Lee's got his eye on it. That's usually Trey Kirby's lane. But uh, <laughs> Lee's locked in on it. But what do you got, Trey? What are you watching? Well, I hope you got your tickets for the Chris Middleton Ferris wheel, because if the Bucks are going to win the title, I think he's got to be their best player. Yeah. Uh, like Tessa's saying with Giannis, that is really the question here. If he plays, if he's 100%, which seems unlikely to me, I mean, that changes everything, because there's no matchup for Giannis on the Suns. Like, Jay Crowder did a pretty solid job last year with the Heat, but he's still four inches shorter or whatever it is. So that's a big question, but assuming Giannis isn't going to be Giannis the way he has been, Middleton needs to be awesome, Chris Middleton. He needs to be top of the Ferris wheel, Middleton. We saw it a couple of times versus the Hawks. He had 20 points in the fourth quarter of Game 3. Had 16 in a row, finished scoring 23 in the third quarter of Game 6. Really ended the game, ended the series right there. But Chris Middleton also had the loading phase. 6 of 23 in Game 1, 6 of 17 in Game 3. Ferris wheels are only fun when you got the good view, and looking at these matchups, the Bucks have to get the best from Middleton because Drew Holiday is going to have his hands full, I think. He's either going to be tasked with slowing down Chris Paul a little bit, or if it's Devin Booker who's on fire, Drew Holiday's probably guarding Devin Booker there. So you need Middleton to be aggressively looking to get buckets and basically matching what Booker's going to be giving the Suns because... 
They just, uh, with Dante DiVincenzo, it feels like Booker should run wild a little bit in this series. So you mm -hmm. need Middleton to cancel him out. I think he's going to be matched up uh, most likely with Mikhail Bridges, maybe Jay Crowder, and Middleton can win both of those matchups, I would think. The other question is going to be who guards Devin Booker, because yeah. if you're asking Middleton to be the number one guy on offense and then go out there and slow down Devin Booker, that's a huge ask. But there's a reason Chris Middleton is sometimes an all-star, right, Skeets? <laughs> he right. looks amazing sometimes, and he can do it on both ends when he's playing his absolute best. He was nails in games four, five, and six. Uh, really, I thought, for uh, for the Bucks in that Hawks series. So if he's able to ride that momentum into the finals, that's big time for Milwaukee. Yeah, I got to say, I was looking. I got one of those emails, right? I'm on some weird email thread here. I always get these NBA finals odds and ends and stuff like that. And they got the finals MVP odds. Chris Paul, the, the odds on favorite for finals MVP. Of course, you would have the Suns probably winning in that scenario. Booker second, then Giannis, and then Middleton. Uh, you know, at like decent odds because I think you're right, guys. Like or Trey, like if the Bucks win this and Giannis isn't 100, percent who knows if he even plays? Like first off, I mean Chris Middleton for them to win has to be 30 points per game. Chris Middleton, I think. So it's like wouldn't be that far fetched to see him like win rightfully a Finals MVP. So those odds seem like a, a little like juicy, a little interesting. Not that I'm betting on Chris Middleton because that's one issue. Like you know, uh, the <laughs> Ferris wheel does one. go down tough eventually. Uh, but he was awesome over the last little stretch. And so was Drew Holiday. In game six, I was down at the Fortress on Saturday night against the Hawks. There were like three or four plays where we were all looking at each other like, what the hell did Drew Holiday just do there? Like spinning on guys and up and unders. And like he was amazing, I thought, in game six. So he closed the door when he hit that lefty in the oh, lane. Like, God. the Hawks were coming back. The Fortress was rocking. And Drew Holiday just went through five guys and finished yeah. at the rim with a lefty. And it was like, okay, Bucks win. Bucks yeah. win. Yeah. He, yeah, he suddenly like turned into Kyrie for a couple possessions. Yes. You're like, what the hell's going on here? But uh, that's to me, like, you, you said it. You guys have, like, sort of touched on it already. Like, can Holiday, like, can he slow down Chris Paul, who we know has been amazing when he's played? He, like rarely turns the ball over 122 assists only 22 turnovers here in the playoffs for Chris Paul so can Holiday make him uncomfortable and then also bring it on the other end and again that might be Holiday on, on Chris it might be him on Booker if he's got it going because Middleton can't slow him down or whatever that matchup is so holy crap Drew Holiday has to be special I think if there's no Giannis or depleted Giannis for them to pull this off but He's like when those two guys, Middleton and, and, and Drew, play well on the same night, the Bucks are a tough out task. And a lot of the times it's only one or the other. But we saw in that last series, there were a couple nights there, especially when Giannis went down, where both those guys were amazing. They looked like, you know, all star, all NBA guys in Drew and Chris. Yeah. Chris Middleton won two games for the Milwaukee Bucks last series. Mm -hmm. Trey brought up those those two quarters where he scored 20 plus. He, he won game three and he won game six. He really did. And yeah, Drew Holiday jumped on his back and was the third best star or the third star that the Bucks have always wanted. They just had to, you know, with, without Giannis in the lineup, that's how they were going to win. And yeah, they stepped up. I mean, it's, it just feels like the, the clubhouse, the locker room is, is feeling good. But uh, Middleton didn't really have a great uh, defensive matchup for him on the Atlanta Hawks. You know, they had Kevin Herter on him. Uh, and then Cam Reddish came off the bench and was really solid. Nate McMillan calling uh, Cam Reddish uh, a guy with Paul George potential. Uh, it's it's hard to argue that, but it was that was the spare minutes there. And, uh, you know, Cam Reddish just coming back from injury. I think he would have been the best matchup for Chris Middleton. But Chris Middleton was licking his chops against the Atlanta Hawks. This is going to be different uh, going yeah. against up uh, Mikel Bridges. Bridges is, is huge. 
uh, and a lot longer than anybody that the the Hawks really had on him for good stretches. So what is Chris Middleton going to be able to do against this team? That that's that's the thing. I mean, you you see the matchups. Um, really change in this one. We saw Chris Paul score 40 plus in that last game. If Drew Holiday is sticking him, uh, this is, it's not going to be an easy series for Chris Paul. Uh, and same goes for Chris Middleton on the other side. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I thought Devin Booker would just feel so good to be free of the shackles of Patrick Beverly, (laughs) uh, going into the finals here. Uh, but I think, uh, it's going to be annoying as well going into this series. I know you guys talked about Pat Conton, Dante DiVincenzo being out, but I think they try and stick the slower P.J. Tucker on him as much as possible. Uh, try and try and just get under his skin uh, like Patrick Beverly did because he started off the series really well in the Western Conference Finals. And then, you know, he got his shots up, he got his numbers up, but he didn't shoot a good percentage. He, he wasn't his, his self. And I think he's going to feel good going into game one. I think the Bucks would be smart to try and piss him off uh, like they did with Patrick Beverly, like the, the Clippers did with Patrick Beverly, excuse me, in, uh, in the Western Conference Finals. Just anger him. Get Tucker on him. That's his job, I think. I think he, Tucker doesn't have a good, uh, a good matchup otherwise. He's out there for defense. You throw him on Jay Crowder or Mikael Bridges, it's kind of a waste. Mm. Uh, you know, Book should be a lot faster than P.J. Tucker, of course. Uh, but I think that's, that's you got to get dirty. I think that's, 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 that's the really interesting thing here. Paul versus Holiday. Yeah, Tucker versus Booker. Uh, Middleton versus Bridges. I mean, it's just juicy. Are you excited for these finals? Because obviously you're seeing even some people in the stream team like saying, like they're shitting on these finals. Like they're like, well, who cares? Bucks versus Suns. You sound hyped, uh, Tass. You th- and do you think... I mean, I, I don't care really ultimately about ratings, but it'll be. I'm fascinated to see how many people tune into this because these are not you know huge big market uh, um, cities here, NBA teams. What do you think? I like basketball. I'm tuning in. I, I think I hear. I hear you. There's there's going to be people who are turned off. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. Uh, yeah, it's not. It may not be juicy enough. Yanis would definitely help out. He's got to mm-hmm. come back. Uh, but yeah, I get it. I mean, it's it's Milwaukee Phoenix, two two uh, franchises that haven't won historically. Uh, the the superstar storylines are sort of shared with Dem Booker and Chris Paul in Phoenix, and then uh, you know without Giannis, yeah, it's the, 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 it's not it's not great uh, in terms of yeah the big market attraction. But mm-hmm. man, they've been playing so so well. So yeah, I've I've again there hasn't been a, a, a crap ton of blowouts in in these playoffs. It's been really really entertaining to watch two teams staying close to each other, and I expect this to happen you know for the next couple of weeks here for sure. Wild stat from the Sporting News, Jordan Greer, I saw. Bobby Portis and Jay Crowder have each scored 11 points or more in seven playoff games this year each, right? And when they do, the combined record for their teams is 13-1. and one. They basically just like, if those guys contribute 11 or more points here in the playoffs, uh, they generally win. There was one game that they didn't. Uh, I think Portis had 11 in, in a loss to the Hawks there. But those guys, I mean... There are X factors, no doubt. Lee, is there anyone else that you would uh, include in the mix? Are we going to see, like, you know, can campaign change a quarter again or a game or someone on the Bucks? What do you think? Yeah, Cam campaign, yeah. Cam Johnson as well. He's been good for the Suns. Uh, Cam but Cam. I, oh, yeah, Cam Cam and Chris Chris. That's the two. Uh, well, actually, Cam Cam are on the same team. What about Chris Cam Stewart? <laughs> well, you know, he's interested in uh, this series. Yeah. But, but what, you know, what you were asking, Tass, I mean, you've got the number two Phoenix Suns versus the number three Milwaukee Bucks. So it's not as though either of these teams right. weren't legit uh, contenders when the playoffs started here. I mean, yeah. the Milwaukee Bucks 
you know, they were probably the favourite, maybe Brooklyn, I suppose, coming into the season. Now, obviously, Giannis is not there, but they were, they were embarrassed, remember, after game two against the Brooklyn Nets. So they've had to overcome some adversity to get to where they are now. They've deserved to be in the finals. They had to, you know, they were trailing against the Nets. They were trailing against the Hawks. They lose Giannis and they still fight through a win. So for me, I, I don't care at all that it's not, you know, Nets and Lakers as, as we possibly thought before the playoffs started. I think both of these teams are deserving. The Phoenix Suns themselves, I mean, they were down 2-1 against the Lakers. I think I caught a douchey on deck in that series and they fought back and overcame the Lakers. I mean, in, in, it turned out, I mean, I think before the playoffs, it was like, oh, this is a terrible matchup for the Suns. They're going to get smoked by the Lakers and they didn't. They won that series. You know, they had to overcome the Denver Nuggets. Of course, they were missing some players there, but they still had to beat them. For a team that outside of Chris Paul and Jay Crowder is not experienced, they've earned their spot in the finals. So uh, I'm as excited as I would be for any other playoff series, any other finals, because I'm not that one who's like, we know, we've got to have a big market, big player. This is going to be incredible to see Chris Paul finally into the finals yeah. on, on that side. And of course, for the Bucks and Coach Budenholzer, I mean, he was gone if they didn't really make it this far, Budenholzer. And instead, he's shown some resilience and some fight and uh, and gotten his team here. So Could he I still think it's be gone, be, by the way? Would you know? he? Could is he? he? Yeah. No, no you think, I, think he's, he's, I think he's safe now. Yeah, I think okay. he's safe now because... Let's say, let's say they get swept. Let's say worst case scenario for the Bucks. The the, the built-in excuse already is there mm-hmm. that Giannis is is potentially going to miss at least a couple of games here. But even still, I think Budenholzer has done enough to show that he was able to get his team back from from where they were after Game Two against Brooklyn. Yeah. I think that was like, and they nearly lost that game. Remember Game Three? That was that eighty six eighty three game. I think it was there where the where the the Nets led with a minute to go on that Kevin Durant three. So. Budenholzer has, has, doesn't read Twitter. There's no doubt about it because if he did, he would have just walked away. Um, but they are both very deserving finalists and people can point at injuries. And yes, they've both had to face teams with other injuries. They've had their own. But that doesn't mean anything to me. It's like you yeah. still have to win the games and that's what they've done. So I'm as excited as, uh, as, as I've ever been for finals. I think it's going to be great. That's well, good to hear that, Lee. We'll be talking about the games every day here on the show. So I'm excited. <laughs> You're excited. Uh, Here's a yeah. quick X factor for you. Are the Bucks ever going to make three-pointers in the playoffs? <laughs> I feel like we've been talking about every round. There's a 23-point game coming. They're shooting 31% from yeah. three so far in this playoffs. They're shooting open shots. They got a lot of open shots against the Hawks that were brick fests. But this is a team that shot nearly 39% from three during the regular season. And that's why you see those stats where if Bobby Portis scores 11 points, the Bucks are looking nice. Probably because he made some threes. That's yep. a huge uh, place where he can have um, an impact on the game. So that's still an X factor to me. At some point, we're going to see a good shooting game from the Milwaukee Bucks. And they're going to need it playing without Giannis if that's the case. Well, Bryn Forbes, I mean, remember it was that... That was like uh, 90 game. years ago, it feels yeah, like. That's yeah, like most we're... of their made threes this postseason. Didn't he hit like five in about, uh, you know, a four-minute period there, I think, against <laughs> the... Like, I'm uh, good. The, um, but but he, he actually is probably an X-factor then in the series. I mean, maybe he he's the sort of guy who does get hot for a quarter or two uh, to give the bu- uh, the Bucks a little bit of a push there because they are certainly going to have extra shots. And, and Budenholzer has certainly tightened that rotation. He doesn't go too deep. And if guys like Br- uh, Bryn Forbes aren't producing, they get the hook pretty quickly. So there'll be an opportunity and Budenholzer needs someone like him to step up, but he's got to produce as soon as he gets out there because he takes some wild shots, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he can get hot. He's shown us he 
can get hot. That's it's more an anomaly than the uh, than the regular right now. But that that could happen in the finals. Yeah, Who knows? He's not out there for defense. That's for damn sure. No, so you could exploit him on that yeah. end. But you know, yeah. if he's hitting a couple threes, you're going to live with that. Uh, I'm sure he'll see some minutes on campaign and stuff like that. Uh, Tass, is there any other X factors you're watching for in this series? Who's going to have the better home crowd? Both both solid. But who's, uh, you know, we're going to hear so If Giannis plays, man, I can't wait to hear the free throw uh, countdown again. Or up, I guess I should say. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's the Milwaukee Bucks and, uh, with the home crown advantage. You're going to see a lot of Hulk Hogan shirt tears. <laughs> I can't advise it enough. If you can watch the NBA Game Time app or the, through the NBA League Pass app, you can see during the commercials, these Bucks fans, they chug beers. <laughs> They bring they bring signs. I mean, it's it's hard to turn away. It's hard to go go to the fridge and, and go have a pee break because I want to see the large large people uh, tear their their shirts. I'm saying large people because every time it's somebody huge uh, that that knows that. So you know, I I always look for is it a pre tear or um, mm. is it is it just a freshie. Because, you know, sometimes they, there's good acting even in the Milwaukee crowd. They're like, ah, oh, this isn't happening. But it's a pre-tear, and then they just wrap oh, it. Wow. It's a good time. So listen, you're telling me this is <laughs> happening regularly for the yeah. most part. Honestly. It's a thing. Wow. It's a, it's a thing in Milwaukee. It's Winning helps. Um, so if they're getting popped, then... No, I, I would still think it happens. Let's get this rally rip uh, to get our team going. Yeah, it's happening, man. It's Ziggy's happening. a big Bucks fan. He says that a guy ripped like eight shirts in one game. <laughs> so maybe it's like every single uh, every single commercial break, go to this guy, chug a beer, tear off his shirt. <laughs> is that an advantage for the Bucks? Maybe so. Only time will tell. I think the Suns crowd is actually better than the Milwaukee Bucks crowd, too. I think they've been incredible in the postseason. Um, it's the outside. It's see. the outside for Milwaukee that they've yeah, got the, the advantage, the unfortunately. Deer yeah. District. Uh, yeah. The Deer District is bumping, but you're right. Inside, they're just tearing their shirts off. Meanwhile, in Phoenix, <laughs> they're all just screaming their heads off. It's, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Uh, again, I am so excited that the NBA decided to move this thing up till Tuesday. I think that's a smart decision here. Now, now, maybe Bucks fans are like, what? Come on. We could have used those days to yeah. uh, get Giannis rested up. I get that. It'd be a little, uh, a little tough to swallow that. But, I mean, for the average or the casual fan, like, you want to, like, you want to, like, sort of yeah, roll with the momentum, going. too. Yeah. yeah. And, and if we're saying, like, ugh, some people are saying, oh, Bucks, Suns. Like, well, the last thing you want to do is, like, wait a whole week and have, yeah. like, nothing sort of happening. So I, I'm excited that this tips tomorrow night. Yeah, I think it was Warriors-Cavs, like, maybe the last time. I think it was, like, a 10-day wait. Because oh the, the Warriors swept and the Cavs won in five. And they just couldn't move it up. And it was like, man, this is this is a disaster because you do. You just want to keep the games playing while mm -hmm. people are still following the NBA. But uh, so it's good. Our, those are our best shows, though. Those are our best shows. We had 10 days off. <laughs> <laughs> what were we doing? Uh, playoff awards. Yeah. 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 Um, had to get creative. I'm sure we did a pick and pay off in there somewhere. Uh, Anything to chew up some time. But, yeah, that's too, that's too long. Like, we thought we were like, oh, what are we going to do this whole week here? But... Doesn't matter. We're right into it. So let's start making predictions on this. Uh, again, stream team, you guys are doing it a little bit earlier. Drop them again if you want. Um, Tass, you go first. Who are you taking? I know I know the Giannis part is a huge uh, question mark, but what's your gut say? This may be a little bit of a recency bias pick. Uh, fact that we saw the Milwaukee Bucks most recently, the Suns with their time off. But uh, watching Middleton, Drew, and Brooke play at this level uh, is... is 
is a huge factor in my brain right now. I, I think all those group of guys, even though the Suns kicked ass through their first three rounds, I, I feel like it, you know if the Bucks can continue to play at somewhat of that close level with Yanis in there, I, I think he goes in game one. Even if he is a bit of a decoy out there, uh, I, I'm rolling with this Bucks team to to be able to to continue on uh, throughout the, these first few games. Uh, this I think this is the the best team uh, that the Suns will have faced in the postseason. I know that it goes without saying, but a, you know a lot of people uh, you know thought that you know the Western Conference team would be good enough uh, to to smash an Eastern Conference team. I think the Suns uh, the, the Bucks are playing their best ball, and that's really important to me. And and I and I love the fact that we're seeing, yeah, again a couple of the. The non-number one seeds, the non-big stories, uh, big market teams here in the finals. And hopefully this is just a snowball effect the next few years. Maybe we give a crap. You know, the casual fan cares more about the teams that you know, don't have L.A. or New York in front of their names. So uh, I'm rolling with it, man. I think they got the matchups. And, and I think, yeah, these, these all-stars playing at this all-star level. Uh, I don't know. I'm buying it. I, I think this helps the Bucks having this shorter break as well. The, the the fact that they can go into this series, yeah, rolling from Saturday night. It's only a couple days off. I think that helps them. So I think they get off to a good start in this series. So you're saying Bucks in? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, I'm going Bucks in six. Give it to me, Brandon Jennings. There you go. There you go. And who, so who do you got taking finals MVP? Let's oh, throw those wow. predictions in there too. Well, I mean, you're either going, well, I guess you got really yeah. three options probably with the Bucks. Yeah. I'll go Chris, I guess. I think Chris yeah. Middleton uh, is, is the guy who's going to score the most. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's kind of dumb too. I'll change that later on in the series. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I, you know, it's hard to pick Giannis right now, but I think Giannis comes back. And even though he's not going to be 100%, I think watching him through games – uh, five and six on the bench, the limp was lessened. The limp was less pronounced uh, th- th- through game five and game six. Uh, you you got to watch this game time, this NBA app feed, man. They've got a camera on Yanis's knee. No, I'm kidding. They don't. But uh, <laughs> Well, if it wins the fan vote, I think you can get one on him for the whole game. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe they split it. Maybe we get one of those. Or you can't do that, right? No, we're not oh, splitting maybe you can. the I think you can. I think you can, you can. No, if the votes are... Even though they have an odd number of voters, you yeah, can just have they, one yeah. go to Drew Holiday and the other guy. Oh, the other God, I guess you're right. Technically, it. you could. Yeah. So <laughs> if that doesn't happen. Uh, all right. So Bucks and Six is what we're really yeah. getting at there, though. Trey, go to you next. Uh, who you got winning the NBA Finals? How many games? I'm catching major Dirk Nowitzki vibes from this Suns team and Chris Paul. And then I saw today on The Athletic that the 2011 Mavs odds of winning the title at the beginning of the playoffs was 18 to 1. The exact same as the Phoenix Suns at the beginning of this NBA playoffs. So I'm going to go Suns in six here. I'm a little more nervous about Giannis's injury than Tass is. I just think looking back at James Harden coming back in his first game, he didn't do much. Trey Young didn't do much in his first game back. And even if it's only one game for Giannis and then he improves for there, from there, that's one out of seven NBA Finals games already in the toity. So I'm going Suns in six. I'm expecting it to be pretty tight. I think both games these teams played during the regular season, even though the personnel wasn't exactly the same. I think the Suns won both of those by one game. Both of these teams played yeah. good defense. Yeah. Both of these teams have good guards that should be able to match up with each other. Should be tight. Give me Suns and Six. Lee, where are you going? 
Yeah, I think the Suns have home court advantage, they have rest advantage, they have health advantage. Uh, mm-hmm. All those things, to me, really tilt this heavily uh, towards the Phoenix Suns. And Giannis, you know, Trey mentions there, Trey Young and James Harden coming back. But also, go back two years, Kevin Durant, when he came back for the uh, Golden State Warriors and he clearly wasn't ready and obviously did much more significant damage to his Achilles tendon, he blew it out there. And that's my concern with Giannis is like, I certainly wouldn't bring him back unless he was 100% healthy because the de- the risk that he does something even more serious, I think is, uh, is is so significant. So I think in that sense, you know, the, the Bucks understand that even if they lose the first two games that are in Phoenix, it's not great, of course, but that's sort of also not a complete catastrophe. If Giannis can come back for game three and he's completely healthy, then maybe they've still got time to turn the series around. So uh, I just think, uh, but Phoenix have got, you know, they've been playing so well. They're confident. They're well coached. They're so deep. Uh, they've got everything in their favor. I really, I mean, analytically, I'm saying Suns in five, but really I'm going Suns in six because you just don't know what could happen as well with the Bucs. They've, they've, they've overcome some adversity themselves. And if Giannis was to come back and really uh, be, be fantastic in games three and four, if it was that late, then they can still turn things around. But uh, I'm ultimately going Suns in six because I hope it goes at least six games. I hope we have, uh, you know, a, a fun, close series. And I'm just going to take the low-hanging fruit. Chris Paul will be the finals MVP if the Suns win. Whether that's in five, six, or seven games, I think it's going to be his trophy. So I think the Suns win, but uh, I, I don't think they... Uh, you know, I think it's still going to be a close series, but I just think all those advantages I listed earlier just help Phoenix more uh, and and give them uh, enough of a, you know enough of a bonus, if you like, to uh, to to beat the Bucks here. I'm going to go Suns in seven. I think a part of that is me definitely praying this goes seven as well. I think it's going to be a tight series. I'm going to go Devin Booker for Finals MVP. You guys said it. He's going to be unleashed here in this series. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot different than that Clippers series, and we know he's a bucket. So. It's tough to imagine the Suns winning, I will say, like you said, Lee, and Chris Paul not getting it just from a narrative standpoint. Like, even if he averages, I don't know, like 15 and 10, uh, I feel like there'd still be like a lot of support for a finals MVP for him. Uh, so almost like a, a almost like a legacy play in a weird little thing. But if Booker goes nuts and does what I think some people are expecting Chris Middleton to do, there's going to be some 30-point Booker games I'm getting at here in these finals. So... I'll go Booker. I'll go with my guy. Uh, and I got the Suns winning in seven, but I think this is going to be super close. I think Giannis plays tomorrow night. I do. I'm with you, Tass. Uh, watching him there uh, in the arena with my own eyes. Like, okay, he's, he's like, like, I don't think he's going to be 100%, but still, Giannis at 80% is better than 99% of the rest of the league. So he's still going to uh, deliver, I assume, when he's out there. So I'll go Suns in seven. It's pretty uh, split, I'll say, in the stream team. A lot of people picking Bucks and Six. A lot of people saying Suns and Five and Six and stuff like that. So it should be very, very close. Anything you guys want to add? Get your votes series? in on the No Dunks YouTube page. We got a poll up right now. Leading 48% of fans have said Suns will win this in Six or Seven. 15% mm. Suns in Four or Five. 32 Bucks in Six or Seven. And 4% only think it's going to be Bucks in Four or Five, sure. which I think is a smart, a smart bet there. Who's uh Who's the first guy to uh, you know, get a tech or a flagrant foul? It's like to to go overboard, to snap a little bit. To, well, you know, Crowder, 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 PJ Tucker are going to yeah. get a double T. I think. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, a good. Yeah, that's a couple good. of bulldogs going at it there. You know, they respect each other's game. There'll be a good bat slap, a butt slap afterwards, <laughs> but they'll uh, they'll also get into it with each other. Bat, did you say bat slap? I think I did. Yeah, I, did I did say that. Mind, I'm, so. I'm just thinking they're going to wrestle over a loose ball. Yeah. It's going to be one of those situations where they're fighting over it like that. 
the refs come in, all right, double T's, and then they just say, yeah, man. Yeah, respect. Yeah. Let me slap yeah. your ass. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, let's hear from all of you uh, again with your finals predictions, respect. who you got winning finals MVP, how many games, and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, who gets their uh, butt slapped first? Make sure you let us know that in the comments <laughs> below this video as well. Okay. We got a little is this news, but we got to take a quick break. Here from a sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Back with No Dunks. Time for a little Is This News. Yeah, just a couple headlines here for the boys and everybody in the stream team. Debate whether or not they're newsworthy. First one, NBC Sports. Kings lack 76ers reported desired Ben Simmons trade assets. Tass, Simmons trade rumor is this news. Well, I got excited when I first read about this, or first saw the headline, I should say, because I named Buddy Heald as a guy who just needs a new... A uh, new venue, new place to play, new change of scenery this offseason. I, I, I want him to go somewhere. So I thought, oh, he could be part of this package that goes to Philadelphia. But then getting into the article written by James Ham, it's totally true. There's just not enough coming back uh, to the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Buddy Hill's really great. Would, you know, theoretically pair really well with Joel Embiid, shooting over 10 threes a game. He's in his prime. But it's kind of like, a, a, you know, a, a Seth Curry replacement without the ball handling of Ben Simmons, that, that's a problem. And then you get Marvin Bagley, I guess, would be the second part of this trade. Mm-hmm. It works in the trade machine, Heald and Bagley uh, for Ben Simmons. But uh, Bagley, even if he's in that 2018 draft class and you have high hopes for him, just like, you know, the guys around him and Aiton, Luca, and Trey, you know, performing well this postseason, he just eats at Joel Embiid's space. We saw what happened with Al Horford. We just saw what happened with Ben Simmons. You don't want him running around the same area as Joel Embiid. He's just not. He's not. Uh, you know that uh, that level of player where you, you know he can adapt at this point of his career. So I agree. They don't have enough. I think mm. Buddy Hill should move on. But uh, when you look up and down that roster, who else can you pair? You, you pair Harrison Barnes with with somebody I mean it's just it's not enough uh to get Ben Simmons off that team you you'd be better off keeping um you'd be better off keeping him if you're the Sixers and the Kings are not trading De'Aaron Fox they're not trading Tyrese Halliburton other than that not enough for Ben Simmons IMO yeah that's the problem is that the two players that the Sixers would really want would fit really next to nice next to Joel Embiid or the two players that the Kings no chance would be trading which is uh Kind of what it feels like the Sixers are going to run into a little bit here, because there's also in this piece um, a report that the Sixers turned down a deal for Malcolm Brogdon and a first-round pick from the Pacers. And to me, that's kind of exactly what the Sixers would need. Like, Brogdon would be an excellent fit next to Embiid, I think. He would bring the defense. He can play without the ball. He can handle and pick and roll. 
But Malcolm Brogdon and a first round pick for a guy who was a number one draft pick, an all NBA defensive player, first team the last two seasons, and a third team all NBA guard in Ben Simmons. That's not enough. So it feels like Ben Simmons has played his last game as a sixer, but I don't know. They might run him back out there, try and rehabilitate that uh, trade value a little bit next season just because Ben Simmons, like, he's awesome in the regular season. He's still a really good player. It's just everybody. It's impossible to ignore his flaws when they come up in the postseason. Not the best time to be trying to trade him. I think uh, teams are trying to lowball the Sixers a little bit and just see just see mm-hmm. how frustrated and annoyed they were with his uh, playoff performance. And, uh, yeah, because I think Brogdon is not a bad fit there. But surely Simmons is worth more than that and, and whatever that 13th uh, pick is. And if you are the uh, Sacramento Kings, obviously they're not going to do Fox and Tyrese Halliburton. But if you're the Sixers, do you try to maybe throw one of those guys in and say, we'll take Buddy Heald and maybe Tyrese? <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, That's you interesting. Try it, but I don't because think the Kings I think, are going to do it. No, yeah, but I think uh, I think if the, if the Kings are serious, you're like, listen, you're getting Ben Simmons all defense. You know, he's a, he's another ball handler there. Uh, I just wonder if there's something there. But I also wonder if the Sixers are like just sort of making these uh, offers out there to say, like, guys, we, you know, you, you can't lowball us. Okay, we're expecting much more in return if you want to trade uh, for Ben Simmons. So these are the ones we're just dismissing right now. But there's uh, certainly a lot of interest from teams, but. Um, yeah, I think, I think teams are just sort of seeing the Sixers and just like, I think Ben Simmons can be had for uh, a little bit cheaper than perhaps, you know, during uh, during the regular season if he's been playing well. But um, I think the Sixers should move on anyway. So Yeah, I still think he will be traded. I don't think it'll be this. It's not going to be to Sacramento because I'm with you guys. Like Harrison Barnes, Bagley in the number nine pick or Buddy Heel, Bagley in the number nine pick. That that's that's too low even for uh, Ben Simmons, whose trade value is uh, sort of near the floor. That's right a bag now. of beans with the bag of beans yeah. thrown in. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I still think it's uh, going to happen with Minnesota. Uh, obviously, was saying that sort of uh, from the jump when it came to Ben Simmons trade rumors. I think there's something there with uh, a D'Angelo Russell and even a Beasley uh, going to Philadelphia and probably some picks uh, for Ben Simmons, whatever else it takes to make it happen. Be it George Hill. Um, I, I love the. I like the concept of Ben Simmons in Minnesota with Carl Anthony Towns too. Um, but maybe that's still not enough. If they're not interested in Brogdon, the Sixers, you know, are they then that interested in D'Angelo Russell? Probably not. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll take Brogdon over Russell, I think. Yeah, you would think so. You would think so. But again, these are all just reports and they're trying to drive up the, uh, you know, the, the price from mm-hmm. these other teams. And suddenly mm-hmm. the Blazers are like, oh, well, okay, we, here's McCollum and so-and-so or here's whatever. So we will see. All right. Our next headline hurts my heart. But uh, congratulations to these four countries. NBA.com coming through with Slovenia, Germany, Italy, and the Czech Republic securing the final four Olympic spots. And I say it hurts my heart because on Saturday, oh boy, Team Canada losing to the Czech Republic. Tough loss, got their asses out, like got, got outplayed. Uh, made a crazy comeback, like an insane comeback. They were down six with like 20 seconds to go at the end of regulation, and then Andrew Wiggins just went nuts. Uh, there was crazy steal and all this, but... In the end, uh, Sadoransky hitting a, a fading off-the-glass jumper <laughs> over Dort, of all people. One of the best defensive players uh, probably in the game. Uh, and, and he got it to go. You know, a little luck involved, no doubt, but it, it drops. And then Trey Lyles had a chance at a baseline jumper. Beautiful play call from Nick Nurse. And it rims in and out. Uh, 
and Team Canada loses. And Czech Republic goes on to beat Greece, Tass. So, yeah. you know, they, like, they, they played their way there, obviously, and surprised a lot of people. A lot of these teams, Germany surprising a lot of people. So, in the end, Luca's there, which is great. They're pumped. But these other teams uh, were a bit of a shock to some people. Yeah, and uh, Luka Doncic got the MVP award in his tournament from Arvidas Sabonis. Mm. From the original, nice. handed it out. And that must have hurt his son, Demontis Sabonis, who just lost. Yeah. Uh, and... and I guess they had this planned. Arvidas was going to give it to anybody, but then after Lithuania lost, I mean, this must have this must have been really difficult for Domas <laughs> to watch this happen. But it's exciting uh, for just yeah, we're going to see Luca. Uh, I am still going to be watching every minute of the Olympics, even though it's lacking both Greeks and Canadians in <laughs> basketball. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll tune into Jan Schulman's call on the Canadian broadcast because I always love me some Dan Schulman dating back to the Jays days. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's unfortunate. It was a brutal loss. Both, well, both losses. I think I would rather, if I was, so Greece beat Turkey on Saturday to get to the final to mm-hmm. get robbed by the Czech Republic. Um, man, they're playing some good team ball. I think I would have rather just lost in the semifinals and, Got it over with. <laughs> well, yeah, it freed up my Sunday. That was nice. I didn't have to watch Canada play because this was a, uh, it was a frustrating watch. They got they got they got outplayed for like well, it's a forty minute game there in, in uh, FIBA rules, but for like a good thirty seven minutes they were outplayed, and then again they rallied to get it into overtime. Trey, I want to know, did you have a good Saturday yourself? Because Trey Lyles misses an a, an awesome look again at the buzzer uh, in overtime to tie it up or send it to double overtime. It just it rimmed in and out. You know, it was a great play, like I said, and he missed it. Then Ice Trey down at the Fortress I watched in person. You know, he struggled mainly because of the injury and didn't have a great game six in losing to the Bucks. Did you have a good Saturday at least? Because all these other trays I know uh, were not. I think you were moving. So how did that go? I was moving. Um, luckily for us, they did finish the painting um, on Saturday. I had an average Saturday. I wouldn't okay. say I had a great Saturday. I was feeling sad for you, Skeets. I know how excited you were for Team Canada to maybe actually make the Olympics Ugh. with you being an adult for the first time. That would have been very <laughs> cool for you, but obviously Nick Nurse just can't beat Thomas Sadoransky. 4-0 this year against Nick Nurse. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I mean, if you just go watch the shot he hits too over to what a what a shot! What a shot! That's one of the ones where you're like playing on a Wednesday. You're like, well, at least we got another game coming up. Yeah. If that's going to be the winner here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wiggins, correct me. I can't remember if it was off a missed free throw or they stole the inbounds, they wasn't it? To get it. The, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, they stole it, and then he fired up that uh, one contested three, knocked yeah. it in. It sort of felt maybe Wiggins is just going to become the Canadian hero, but uh, man, that that one then from Sadoransky just to get it down because the team Canada were leading in uh, overtime too. They I think were up, weren't they? yeah, they were up five. Four. I think they scored the oh, first four, two bouts. Yeah, four yeah. or five. Yeah, and then didn't score the rest of the way out. Yeah. Oh man, man. And people were upset that it wasn't going through Wiggins actually enough, uh, who had caught fire at the end of regulation, uh, scored yeah. once in overtime, but they were like. There was not. They were not definitely like feeding him the ball, and maybe should have because he was he was on, and he was like just roll with your best guy in the, in that particular game. But whatever. Again, Czech Republic outplayed him. They didn't even deserve to be in overtime, for being honest. Uh, tough, tough loss, and that sucks. I mean, for this obviously for the program, that's you know, I talked about them wanting like to get there, and that does instill some confidence in the program and get some of these other guys to want to play. Maybe it, the, the the future still looks bright for Team Canada, but they, you know. You know, yeah, Jamal Murray, yeah, Shea Gilgis, yeah, Dylan Brooks. Like, they're all fairly young, too, to some of these other guys that played. RJ played pretty well in, the, in this little mini tournament. Wiggins actually played great. Um, but still, 
still uh they could have used like a could have used some bigs actually trey mm. like ken birch or kelly olenic and those were like contract reasons that they weren't playing oh anyway so is this the most down you've been about team canada because to me i mean looking from the outside it feels a little bit like team usa 2004 where you're like the future looks bright we've got a ton of talent but they never play together and they don't seem to fit perfectly yeah yeah i mean i'm down because they should have won this little mini tournament to mm. get in yeah i mean they, they should beat the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should. They have eight NBA players on their roster. Yeah, they're missing some big names still, but they, they couldn't hit a three to save their life, and they got killed inside because they didn't have a lot of size. I forget that guy's name on the Czech Republic. He destroyed them. He had like 31 points, this guy, because he's a big dude, and they wisely ran, through, uh, ran their stuff through him. But anywho, it opened up my Sunday. That was nice to ask you, right? If you're going to lose, lose in the semis. That's the lesson yeah. learned. Okay. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Oh, Tweet of the Night. That's a fun one from Kofi. At Kofi on Twitter. Uh, this one was making the rounds. Very, very funny tweet. AAU basketball was wild, man. You could beat a team by 10, eat Wendy's, and be matched up with future NBA superstars 45 minutes later and leave the tournament questioning if you love basketball. Uh, a great tweet. Uh, Kofi is an awesome uh, a Twitch follow, by the way. Watch him game and stuff like that. And does like some fun like trivia questions and stuff. The, the responses, Lee, were hilarious. Like, the thread is great because people are basically just sharing their AAU basketball stories of like, oh, yeah, this time, you know, we just got hammered by this future NBA player. This one yeah. from at Chad Bro, I saw. We thought we were cute until the 2003 Atlanta Celtics rolled up with Dwight Howard and Josh Smith. <laughs> they mercy ruled us by breaking the rim clean off the backboard. <laughs> I ain't been right since. I like that one. I like this one from at, uh, Hoff, at A. Hoffner. My AAU team played the Southern California All-Stars with Kevin Love and Brandon Jennings. 
Jennings dribbled through the legs on seven out of the ten guys on our team, and Kevin Love drop-stepped me so hard I went flying eight feet out of bounds. Anyway, wow. there's like a million of these uh, like responses. And, and Trey, did you ever, like, you know, we're Canadian and Australians. We're obviously playing here in the States and AAU basketball by any means. But did you ever have like, something similar in Illinois where you're like, you ran into a juggernaut of a team or a player even? Sean Livingston is the best guy I played against in high Yikes. school. He was a freshman when we were a senior. And, I mean, Sean Livingston was a lottery pick by the time he was a senior in high school. And he just destroyed us. I wouldn't say he was the best athlete I ever played against, though. There was a guy from another local high school who ended up playing free safety in the NFL for 10 years. His name was Sean Considine. Okay. He was incredible. I mean, he was an NFL-level athlete playing against <laughs> me. Boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly right. And then the best guy um, in the state my senior year of high school was uh, his, an incredible name, Pierre Pierce. Uh, wow. He was like... I think he averaged 40 a game through the state high school tournament. He was a local guy. We ended up having to play him uh, in a summer tournament once, and he just embarrassed us. The guy was like, he ended up playing at University of Iowa, I think, where he was like 25 a game, and it was just insane. The like the nonchalantness with which he was able to destroy a bunch of farmers out here. Uh, hilarious, uh, hilarious stuff. I ended up. Um, playing him in like another men's league, like 10 years down the line. He had just come off of leading the Golden State Warriors summer league team and scoring for a summer. The Jesus. man had like massive off-court problems, like never made uh. it to the NBA because of that. But he was a bucket every single time I happened to be in the gym with him, destroying us, just destroying us. And that's when you like, when you see the levels of basketball out there, because Kofi's right, like, Going to a day-long tournament is awesome because you'll have a great game, and then you'll just eat fast food for a couple hours, <laughs> yeah, and then you'll yeah. go get destroyed, and then you drive home with your buddies. I'm still <laughs> pissed at Misael Valles for dropping my $20 bill outside of the car while we're on the freeway. Come on, man. $20 <laughs> in high school? What wow. are you doing? I was going to buy some chicken fingers with Ronnie Stickney at A&W Root Beer, but nothing. You think we're going to turn around for 20 bucks? Come on, buddy. Oh, oh fun times. Like... You go and drive two hours to play for two hours, sit for two hours, play for another two hours, and then drive two hours oh, back that's home. Oh, so weird. Fun time. And yeah, and then usually play a team where I'm the only one I remember. I don't remember their, their names, but I just remember the level like jumped up another notch. Like we're obviously in Stratford, Ontario. We're playing all the other high schools. We're fine. We're decent. We go to this tournament for the weekend and. You know, we, we hung in a couple games. I'm not sure if we even won, but we were in them. And then, yeah, we got matched up against this juggernaut team that had two. They had twin brothers. It was like Brooke and Robin Lopez. Two giant twin brothers that were then just dunking on everyone. Like, and like that wasn't happening in our league. Like, guys were not getting dunked on. Like, they dunked on us like 20 times in the game. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, what the hell is going on here? Uh, so that's why this tweet resonated with me. But Lee, Lee, anything similar there in Australia? Yeah, well, we used to play in uh, tournament, weekend tournaments like that. It mainly, uh, I guess we did it when we were kids, but then when we were like um, adults, young adults as 18-year-olds, we would also enter tournaments. And you would do just do the same thing, go for the weekend, have a boozy Friday and Saturday night and play like five games games and there was one time we were playing and the Melbourne Tigers who played in the NBL that's Andrew Gaze's team they had a team they entered but it was like their sort of younger up-and-coming players who they wanted to play against you know men <laughs> and I remember this 16 year old kid I like the game like was a minute in and the shot went up and I was sort of boxing out and I turned around and all of a sudden I just felt like his legs and his feet <laughs> on my head. This kid, just, head oh this kid just dunked on me like that and I was just like, oh, my God. And we, were, we, yeah, we just got completely destroyed by this team. But 
that same guy who dunked on me, as I was dribbling up the court at one point, he was putting pressure on me and I bounced it under his legs and went and got it and he was furious <laughs> because I just I, I humiliated him even though they were beating us by about 65 points right. at that point. So I got my little back on him. But uh, but the, I think as well in that tournament, that was the thing, there was the one team that was just so much better than everyone else. I think we actually played them again in the final uh, because we beat all the other teams. But then, you know, the final was like 146 to like 20 or something like that. I mean, we, we just got just destroyed. So, But they were always fun. The, the tournaments were great fun uh, when you were kids and stuff. I mean... I don't think we ever won one, though. I would have loved to have gotten at least just one trophy, but right. there's always one team better than you. It just sucked. Well, go uh, go seek out this tweet again from Kofi just to read the thread because, like, or the responses. There so, there's so many that just are great stories and people just dropping, like again, future NBA players and like imagine having to play them when you're like 16, 17, 18, or whatever age you are. Oh, my God. So, so good. All right. We'll call it there. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, obviously, no game on tonight. That's okay. I'm sure we'll have some more news. And uh, we'll make some game one predictions on tomorrow's show. But get your questions in. Keep them coming. No dunks at theathletic.com. Help us out. Might need to, uh, you know, answer a few questions on tomorrow's show. So send those in. And make sure you subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. And get an athletic subscription, too. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks if you haven't already. There's a great, uh, I believe there's like a, ha- a July 4th sort of Independence Day deal going on. Or maybe it was already over. I'm never sure with these. So uh, anyway, it's cheap regardless. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Get yourself an athletic subscription. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And uh, just going to answer this question before we go from Kiki and the stream team is Anthony Bedded on Team Canada. Yep. Uh, he was. He was. Yeah. No, well, nobody, including Anthony Bedded, could help the team get a W, though. So sad. Just so sad. Look at all that talent. Look at all it's all right. Talent. It's all right. They're all young. You just wait until are they? what? Paris? Are they? Where are we going next? Paris? Yeah, 2024. Paris. Yeah. Oh, it'll be worth it. Hopefully, embrace the debut. You could stay ooh, every day, and I'd be happy every minute. It's been so long, but you're the one I've waited for. It's happened already. It's gonna be groovy. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel.
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 